if you know that this isn't the place for you, the values or someone else's values don't align with yours, it's fine. Like respect that, but know that you need to get out of the place that you feel like it doesn't align with you because in the end, you don't align with what they think. So it's going to be a hard ride. Let's start this thing full. Hello, I'm Sam. And I'm Amelia. Welcome back to Ask the Duo podcast. Podcast where we aim to build a better <laughs> mindset. A podcast. <laughs> Hello, I'm Sam. And I'm Amelia. Welcome back to Ask the Duo podcast. Podcast where we aim to build better mindset for better relationships. Yeah, and this week on Mindset, we are going to dig deep into all the past guests that we've had on this year. Just all the things that we've learned from them, all the journeys and stories that they've shared with us, which we are always forever grateful for because it's not easy to share a story. But we are going to go into deep reflection of how it has changed the way that we see our life or the things that we're doing in our current situation and how we're going to apply this in our future. And even just looking back on the things that we've said with them and has there been changes or what has changed or what's been influenced through those times from when we had those conversations to now? Yep. Today's episode <laughs> is going to be a, a big reflection for us and share our, our journey of this year. So for yourself, have you noticed a big difference from the start of the year to now? Yeah. And I feel like, yes, the answer is yes, and I feel like it's normal to have changes and things that always constantly change. But for this year specifically, I feel like there has just been so many moving parts that anything that we say or something that we think we're certain about is not always what follows through. And I know there's always other dependables and influences changes the way that we think. So yeah, this year has just been a big year of just us going with the flow i think that's probably the best way to say it yeah going with the flow is probably the, a good way to describe it uh for me i have been heavily focused on career really just trying to make things work but also readjusting to the different type of role to put it in that way Something that I'm not usually used to be doing in, in terms of just set guidelines, set processes. Um, I'm used to the other way of here's what you need to do and hone the, your skills to basically achieve that. Mm. And how do you feel about this change in career and roles and responsibilities? Uh, it's essentially a similar role, but in terms of the environment, it's a massive difference. I definitely feel that. This year has been very focused on just constantly trying to put in the hours, but also trying to work with a new environment of work-life balance. I think I had a massive struggle with adjusting myself to the time and understanding what time is for me, what's valuable, what's priority. So are you saying that you agree with this new work-life balance? or I don't agree with the, the new sort of work situation. Expectations. And the expectations. I guess from my perspective, I've run multiple teams before. I've mentored multiple staff members before. And it's not really what I support in that regard. 
So it was a massive learning curve for me and a massive eye-opener too. Overall, do you feel emotionally drained or like how do you feel now after this whole year has passed and you had to try and adjust to this? For me, it's been quite draining mentally, emotionally and physically. There was a lot of things that I had to sacrifice just to try and sort of make it work, which it wasn't positive for me, to be honest. So yeah, I mean, just depends on how you see it. But I think the big thing is just giving it a go and trying. Yeah, it's the main thing. And there's always something that you learn from it, which is something that all our guests have shared before too. Yeah. And another thing I wanted to say for me this whole year, the highs are definitely highs. Like there's so many things that I achieved, new things that I've tried, but the lows are also really low. And yeah, I think it's kind of the same as you, just trying different things and it's emotionally taxing. But the thing that I've been feeling about this whole year is that there's so much that has happened, yet it always feels like nothing has happened at all. And I feel like I've been stuck in this sort of, is it limbo or like this middle ground where I don't know, like ground zero. So I don't know why I've I've been stuck in this feeling. And I don't personally don't feel like it's a good place to be because at the same time, it means that there's nothing that I made memorable like some nothing that I can bring back and be like oh yeah this is what I did this year and it felt great or this is what I did this year and I learned this like obviously there's like small stuff that we'll talk about that taught us a lot of things but in a nutshell bring it into a summary of the year I feel like there's just so much that's happened with yet I haven't moved anywhere nothing has happened but some key moments that I wanted to highlight is that I did a Muay Thai fight. I did an exhibition and then an actual fight this year, which is something I've never done before. And if I was to think to myself, even a few years back, that I would try to go for a fight or be a fighter, I probably would have just laughed and be like, no Mm. way. So to be able to achieve that and actually gone up and did it, had the courage to try it. That's amazing. The other thing that I've mentioned quite a few times is networking. So that's been quite a journey, just going out, meeting new people. And I have made a few new connections, which is great, which is what the main thing I wanted to do is just meet new people. And that's been awesome too. Yeah, there's some highlights for me. Yeah, I was going to say you've, you've done quite a fair bit this year. It's all about learning and trying, right? So it's good that you've gone through, I guess, your journey this year. Yeah, and I think a big part of feeling stuck is mainly like being stuck in a career for the last few years, feeling like I'm going nowhere. From reflection, I feel like that's the biggest part that plays into this feeling because I'm constantly trying different things and going to different places, yet I feel like I'm still in the same place, which I'll talk about later. But moving from that, that's why this episode, we are going to bring back some of the guest episodes that we've had and just talk through some of the not just our favorites, but it's also parts or things that they've mentioned that has an influence or impacted us in one way or another. Yeah, yeah. We will play a little bit of a snippet of the episode that we truly valued and we'll speak on those specifically, yeah. Yeah, so the first one was Van Ann. So we were talking about do we really know what we want in life? And at that point in time, the conversation that we had with Van Ann and the answers that we shared I listened back and I was thinking, I feel like I've lost my train of thought. I've lost my direction for this. So my answer was, do we really know what we want in life? And I was like, the main thing that I do want in life is just to 
find something that I truly enjoy and with the understanding that you can't always be happy but it's just working towards that and having your lifestyle align with your values and you'll enjoy your life as much as you can along with working through your challenges and when I listened back to this recently I have just thought I feel like I just forgot that I was working towards this goal because there was just so much going on within the last few months for me personally like in the personal life and career and I think I was just so focused on that that I forgot about that I don't know how I feel about it because at the same time I do need to work on these things so one thing was health I think my health it's not that it was bad but there are some things that I do need to fix and just constantly going to appointments and trying to work through that just you're just busy like you just don't have time to think about other things and be like I need to work towards this goal. I need to do this. I need to do that. It's just like, I'm just trying to make it to these appointments alongside working a full-time job. So when I heard this, I was like, I feel like I've forgotten about it. But let's just have a listen to this conversation that we have with her. Like when you're thinking or being asked, do we know what we want in life? The first thing they think about is careers. But what I was saying to Sam yesterday, it actually doesn't have to be careers and that's something that I figured out over time is like what I truly want in life is just to be happy and whatever brings me there and brings me peace like I'm all for embarking that journey and it doesn't matter if it's like finding a real a really good job that I really love or if it's something you know like that I'm doing or hobby that I'm doing that I get to do week to week day to day Whatever it is, as long as I'm happy, that's what I want in life. Yeah, I think you mentioned something that I was thinking about as well, about how I initially thought of career as well. Yeah, And that just shows how much achievement and career status and finances, how much that's ingrained in us and in me. And of course, we're still, well, I'm still learning to, to unlearn this because there's so much more to life, as you've said. And that's what I teach in my program and my coaching program as well, is that this idea of values-based living instead of goals-based, because goals-based is very like external, very driven by achievement and like ticking things off the list. Whereas if everything is in alignment with your values, then everything would feel right. You would make decisions based on what's important to you. And you'll be able to see that fulfillment, that meaning, and be driven by something outside of yourself. So yeah, that conversation was such a great reminder because I do feel like I fell off the tracks and it's not a good or a bad thing that I did fall off, but it's a good reminder that this is what I was looking for. And like Van Ann said, that there is so much more to life. So yeah, good reminder for me. Yeah, I do relate to that too. And I think what Van Ann really focused on is, yes, sometimes we're just focused on finances and things are, you know that's important to us to make us survive. Sometimes we're so ingrained in that we just don't realize what else is around it, like your relationships, your friendships and things like that, where we just don't take a glimpse of it at times in our life, in our busy life, that is. It's just about because time flies so quickly, we don't really realize that there's other things in life around us that we need to value and and hold on to. Yeah, and then coming off the back of it, what this also made me think about was the conversation that I actually had with my mom, which was about resilience. It has actually got me thinking about my levels of resilience this year. Let's take a listen to this one. Resilience, something that we had to build over time, or do you think that it's something that you guys always had? I think it's a bit of both. 
I think, as I had mentioned, there's a level of resilience in everyone. And I think we're built in at a very young age that there is some level of resilience in us. It's just how much of it can we adapt resilience to? Everyone has a different level of resilience. Some take on resilience a lot easier than some others. They bounce back a lot better, which I think life experiences builds upon some people in learning that a lot better because they have more life experiences because obviously life has a balance of, you know, the darkness which gives us light and then you have sadness but then you enjoy, you know, the joyfulness of life. Yeah, I agree with what she said. And experiences do build your form of resilience. And yeah, like she said, continue to keep pushing forward. Take out the negativity from that darkness, even though you are in challenging times and just yeah, continue to push forward. But the one thing that I was really thinking, because overall, I feel like I am a very resilient person. If there's challenges, I'm just always there to be like, okay, how do we tackle this? How do we get this done? How do we solve this problem? And if it doesn't solve the problem, how can we make it better? But I just feel like this year, I don't know if my level of resilience has dropped or I've just been going through a lot this year where my challenges are actually more challenging. I feel like I've really struggled this year in terms of overall just feeling very burnt out. By the end of the day, I just don't really want to do much and I'm enjoying being by myself. That's just a rhetorical question for myself is has my level of resilience dropped or is it because the challenges have been more challenging? Mm, no, that's a good point. And I think when I, when I also reflect and as a person that I know you as you are like in the past, you have always been quite resilient in the fact that in multiple challenges, you're just like, yeah, bring it on kind of thing. This year has definitely been more difficult for you. There's been a lot of things that's been going on for you as well. So I can understand like why your resilience, I guess your tolerance, if you want to call that, has dropped a little bit. Um, and I think it's also because of the amount of challenges and the changes and the things and the curveballs and the Houdinis have been thrown at you. I can understand where you're coming from. And I, when I sort of think about it for myself, I do relate to the fact of, you know, the burnout side of things especially with my career and the expectation to work long hours, uh, even during the weekends, I definitely do feel that same sort of feeling where it's very much like when you have that moment of your own spare time, you just want to do nothing. Yeah. Like the, the true saying of doing nothing, like literally we are doing nothing, like not even scrolling on the phone, just lying there. Yeah. You know, I'd be searching Google for something really mundane <laughs> and I'll be like, oh, and I realize I'm like, what am I doing? And I lose track of time. Or As in like you Google search something that's just random. That's not what you were thinking. Yeah. Of. Yeah. So I just, or I'll be like, okay, I need, I know what I'm doing on the computer. This is what I'm trying to do. And then I, I get sidetracked and I'm doing something else. I'm like, hang on, why am I doing this? Yeah. I've had those moments too. But uh, another important thing is with the conversation with your mum. She brought up some really, really, I guess her her viewpoint when it came to communications. And I think this is something that I lost sight of this year. And I also feel that it's also because I was just so one track tunnel visioned on career that everything else that was alongside of me, I 
I didn't really comprehend or I just didn't really think about it. Such as what? Do you have some examples yeah, yeah, of so, communication? Yeah. So, I mean, things just like being open to talk about my feelings, my emotions, expressing my feelings in certain areas. And I also noticed that because I'm so focused on work at times, I would withhold how I would feel sometimes. Within work or outside of work? A combination of the two. I think it's maybe the nature of the role or just the environment that I'm in. It's very much, hey, refrain what you're really truly thinking and feeling because you're going to get in trouble for that. Because I, I recall when I first came into the role, I would always speak my mind. And as I, as I sort of sat in the role longer and longer and the job and the environment and things like that, I realized that, you know, the people, the peers around me for very much like, oh, you know, this is the process. I don't agree with it. But uh, I don't say anything because one, they're not going to listen to us. And two, it's going to get me in trouble. And I sort of followed along and I realized that that's what I was doing throughout the days of my work. And even though in my head and my heart, I know that it's fucked up and I don't agree with it, but my mouth would stay shut because there's a whole political thing that goes behind the scenes that prevents you from saying it. That's the hard part within work. Sometimes you do have to bite your tongue. Like you can't always just retaliate or say everything that's on your mind. There are some things like processes are in place for that certain reason and you just hope that there is a respect for them to listen to your opinion and it's when they don't listen to your opinion or kind of sound like they're listening to you. That's when it kind of feels a little shitty, but in the end, it's kind of hard. It's like a bit of give and take. Yeah, yeah. Was there any personal stories where you didn't apply communication then, like because of this work? Yeah, um, my specific personal ones were when I wanted to express my feelings, my feelings in terms of how I felt because of work. I would try to say something to you, and I would try to tell you how I feel, but then at the same time, I'm like, well. That's just me complaining. Why am I complaining if this is the nature of the job? Like there, there's some moments where I would partially tell you, but then there's some moments where I don't tell you. I felt like there were moments where I'm always like that, where I'm like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm half, you know, it just had such a negative impact to me that mm. it really affected me in that way. But I would love to play this sample of, of this particular episode of where your mum was talking about the importance of communication. Mom, give our listeners your personal advice on how to build on resilience. In the fact, communication. If you have those circumstances where you are unable to work it out yourself, try to communicate with someone, discuss it. And whether that is having to organise seeing a psychiatrist, it's, it's not an embarrassment these days. It's actually quite common that people need to talk about it because not everyone may have close family or friends which they feel comfortable to talk things through. This specific moment really made me realise that it's important to just talk about it. Yeah, bottling up is not ideal. I can definitely understand why sometimes though. I think it's just either the Asian culture, Asian upbringing where like that kind of adds to your work situation where they don't listen to you so you feel like your words are not worthy. By the same time, just that growing up, again, they also tell you don't make a scene, don't speak out. And I feel like that all has a play and ends up making you feel like you need to bottle up. Yeah. In the end, even if it feels like it may be you complaining about work, but sometimes you might just need that day to complain. You know, after talking about it, 
and having someone like you or like a friend where they actually hear you out, it just makes you feel so much better. They may not have solved the problem, may not have solved the situation, but at least you feel heard. Yeah, it just feels like, you know, 50 kilos lightly comes off your shoulders when you let it all out. Yeah, on to Korea. The thing that I've been struggling with mentally, emotionally, is just feeling that stagnant. I know that we recently talk, talked about this with Women in Progress, but I feel like I'm trying everything that I can, yet I feel like I'm still in the same spot. And that's what I've been feeling for the last, I would say, three years now. I don't know why. But Brendan, who talked about his architecture career and where he was talking about why it's okay for changes, he spoke about this one point which which was an eye-opener for me. So he was talking about colours of paint and why in the end, if you're choosing a whole bunch of white, like in the end they're all white, you're still going to make a choice. So let's play this part and it really does bring a great perspective in terms of making choices. You're stuck between just in that period where you're like, oh, should I or shouldn't I? And What's something that gives you the confidence to be like, yeah, I should just take that leap? Or what's the thought process? You obviously got to weigh up your options. I'm going to relate this to paint colors. If I had five white paints that all looked very similar, and then I narrowed that down to two, two extremely similar colors. And if they're very similar options and you're like, oh, well, which choice do I make? Flip a coin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just really got to make a move because if you just sit there thinking about it constantly, you're never going to do anything. And then if you do try that new experience, new career path or whatever, it turns out to be not so great. Well, go back and do the other one. That's a great reminder for me is that like as much as I feel like I'm stagnant, I'm still making some different changes or making a move and I'm still doing something. So that's a reminder to me to say that I am not as stagnant as I think I am. Like I'm still doing, making some sort of move. Second point that I really liked what he shared is even if you made a choice of that first white paint that you thought you wanted to go with and you didn't like it, is that go back and do the other one. So it's just saying that even though you've taken one path or one choice or one direction, one direction, It doesn't mean that that's the be all end all. You can go back and try the other option or try something else or make a pivot, make a change. So that was really important to me. Yeah, no, like it, it is quite a simple section that he explains, but. This is applicable apply. to everything. Yeah, it's applicable to everything from larger choices or significant choices in your life to the smaller things that you're just trying to make straight away. But another thing that Brennan did make quite a significant impact for me specifically in in his specific episode was the limiting belief that limiting belief of you being able to do something is easily broken down if you just try it there's things that in my life where i thought maybe that's not possible like climbing a mountain oh i've done that now yeah so you've just got to make that decision you've got to make the choice to try it because if you don't try it then you're not going to know what that experience is, what's that journey within that? Do you actually enjoy it? Do you not enjoy it? This year was really a big experiment for me in the fact of, okay, coming into this role, is this really something that I truly enjoy? I truly can excel in terms of my performance. Sort of reflecting back, it probably isn't something that is for me. And I wouldn't have known until I actually 
tried it. Yeah, so you still learn something as shit as it may have been or how difficult it may have been. You've learned that you don't like these particular roles or responsibilities or direction that you're taking. That's a big learning. Of course. And at first I remember I used to be, I, I was quite scared because it's just, it's a totally different direction to where I came from. And without me actually trying it and giving it a crack. You're always just going to be wondering. Yeah, I'm always going to be wondering. And I spoke to someone recently and they said the same thing, well, similar in the fact that I don't want to die now knowing that I didn't make a decision to at least try something. Yeah, but I think the aspects of why I like Brendan's way of making choices or why it's really helpful is not that like anyone can take this his words and run with it and be like, okay, I'm just going to try it like YOLO. Yeah. But it's the fact that he said that you also have to be realistic. So if it's, you know, I've done this many years of architecture, but now I just want to do photography just because I want to try it out and then give up everything. It's not realistic or, you know, that being a basketball player at an age of 35 and you know that you can't really grow your career from that. It's just being realistic yeah. and thinking about these things. So it's not so much as a, a YOLO as much as it does sound like it, like just go for it and try. You don't know until you try. There is that, but he also has that element of being realistic. Like, can this actually be achievable? Yeah. So I think that was great. Similar to what we're saying, like going to try it and being YOLO and <laughs> taking those chances. There's also Hal, who we had a really good conversation with, and the one thing that he talked about is trusting his instincts, going with his gut, and not following other people's thoughts and opinions. So let's have a listen of what he said. So would you say that you ended up choosing to prioritize your mental health, and that's like the main reason of leaving? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm 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 the type of guy that earlier in my in my life, I would always listen to parents or family. And as I got older and I followed what they did or what they told me to do, I realized that they're not necessarily right all the time. Of course. Yeah. So I kind of, I, I switched to kind of following my gut instinct. And now in my current situation, that's what I've done. I've just followed my heart rather than my head. Yeah. And kind of just trust the process, I guess. That fear is there to keep you safe and yeah that was a it's a good instinct to have if there were saber-toothed tigers running around and you're trying to hunt for food but we're <laughs> we're in an age where that's not that's not a, a relevant yeah it doesn't like, happen you know it's not it's not like a, a, a live or die type situation but it's still there in our in our minds yeah and i think that's what keeps a lot of people in their comfort zone mm. they're just too scared to take risks and for me going back to what i said before i was I was shit scared of taking the leap and in you know starting a business and I I went on a bit of a, a personal development journey at that point just reading up on different things and listening to podcasts and um you you soon realize that you don't have enough time to sit around and be scared of stuff you're just wasting your your life Yeah so I agree with the instinct part I feel like I've always been like I didn't really know before but I kind of have a better understanding now that I've always been that person that is very into listening to my intuition and my gut instincts and I'm not saying that it's always right but it definitely has made me make better choices for myself rather than listening to what other people have said or other influences or like how would people feel about this 
And when you truly listen to your own gut instinct, you're making choices for yourself and something that aligns with your own values and your own beliefs. And I feel like that's a better way on taking on life. And what Hal also said with you're always just living in fear and not making the choices, you do realize that your life is short. And I know it's such a cliche thing to say, but the other thing, like going back and just saying like so much has happened this year, but nothing has happened at all. That's the other thing is I just feel like last few years, the life has just been flashing through my eyes and I just don't know what's happening. It's like, it's not that I'm not being present. It's not that I'm not trying to be present, but it's just so much is going on. And as you get older, as you grow, more and more responsibilities and things you have to do happen, which means that more things are going to flash through your eyes and happen all at once and you're just soon going to realize now you're 50 or now you're 70 and you're like what the hell happened the last 20 years like this is just a retrospect of the last two to three years but imagine if we keep looking at life like this until we're 70 and you're like oh shit nothing has happened what have I done so yeah just go with your gut instincts follow the things that you want to do and make shitty choices but at least you experience life yeah and I um the segment of what Hal mentioned about the gut and, and making the decisions, I really do relate to that because this year I went against my gut and what I actually truly felt like was the right decision for me. Yeah, I feel like you usually have a really good grasp of how you feel and you'll just do what you feel is right for you and you usually do it quite well. Yeah, and with this year, I like I said, I went against it because so many people have been telling me, hey, you know, try this because... It's such a great job. It's a great job or the environment. Yeah, it could be could be a good benefit for you. And 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 look, it the journey is a is a journey and it is an experience that I've obviously gained from that. And I don't I I don't I wouldn't say I regret this journey, but it was definitely something that I I figured out at the start of the year maybe isn't for me. But I sort of just ignored that to try and sort of make things work for the you know, the sake of external factors. Yeah. And I think that really affected me towards the end of the year now that we sort of reflect because now I'm like, well, okay. It definitely, why did I stay in it for yeah, that long? Yeah, why did or? I stay in it for that long? And it probably wasn't something for me from the start. I definitely feel the same. In a different direction, my, my thing was the hope of things will get better, but it just never did. And it's just there's no wrong to any party at all. It's just that if you know that this isn't a place for you, the values or someone else's values don't align with yours it's fine like respect that but know that you need to get out of the place that you feel like it doesn't align with you no point sticking to it if you know that someone else or a situation is just going to be how it is and there's no real room for changes and that's how they are it's different to what you believe then it maybe you need to remove yourself from the situation rather than trying to make your point or trying to push yourself through and make people hear you because in the end you don't align with what they think so it's going to be a hard ride yeah 100 percent. and there are a few people that i sniffed in my career that i hear you know positive things and good things and then you know as i sniff them out i just go nah th- this person is not the right person and you know i chose to ignore that i chose to put a benefit of doubt and long story short it, it wasn't like that so it is unfortunate and it is what it is it's just an experience and I think it's just a matter of actually listening to what you truly makes you happy. What, what your gut really tells you is this really right for you to 
relate to another segment that Hal mentions. He talks about time is a currency in the fact that money can't buy or currency cannot buy time. And time flies. We ignore so many factors around us that you can't buy that time back. And I'm just going to play this segment just to let you guys hear what he mentions. So why would you spend a bunch of your time killing yourself essentially in jobs that you don't feel passionate about or it's not working towards your end goal exactly yeah. yeah and you you know along the way you're working with people who are either batteries or vacuum and this also relates to another conversation that we had with kevin kevin came on and he spoke about things of the like of non-negotiables and non-negotiables are an important fact to our our lifestyle our timeline our calendar, in, in the things that we need to keep in our day-to-day routines to make sure that we are happy, we are sane with the things that is going on with our life. And at first, I didn't really apply this to my schedule when we were having this conversation. So it was a big learning curve for me because Kevin came from a background of running different facets, multiple businesses. So for me, running a seven-day calendar, you know, after hours and things like that, Non-negotiables were a big thing that I didn't apply. And I realized that the things that truly made me happy, I neglected. And I was sort of diving into a hole of just unhappiness and just not feeling me. But it's really, really important in the fact that we really and truly need our non-negotiables. We just played this little segment of what Kevin talks about. We, uh, we all ha- have to have um, me time, you know? You have to... Mm. Um, no matter what, I reckon that is a non-negotiable for myself. Like uh, us guys, we have to have a man cave. Why you have a man cave? You need to have uh, or a princess cave. You know, <laughs> you need to have to have a uh, that is your shelter to be uh, like a self-nurturing to recharge to recharge yourself. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Badminton is a good way. It's a t- good team sport that I actually share with my partner and uh, and our friends. You know, oh, that's cool. Yeah, but basketball is sort of like a is a bro thing. Yeah. And uh talk you know, talk shit and talk shoes or whatever. Yeah, then I can see that with you. Like that's why off the mic and in our personal life, I've always fought for you to block out time. I was like, I don't give a shit if your work needs you to be on for this time. Surely you can have one hour to work for yourself. And they advocated for work life balance, but you know, sometimes People can advocate it for you, but they truly don't see what is your non-negotiable and only you can protect your own non-negotiables. So that's why you know, there were times when you're like, oh, I don't know if I can or it's really not a good idea. And I was like, no, you just need to do it. And there were times where I can see that you even have lost that motivation to go do your own non-negotiables, which potentially, which are really actually just working out, going to Muay Thai, going to gym. And you're just like, oh, I can't be bothered. And that's when I know that I just had to push you that extra further because sometimes, yeah, there are times when you just don't want to do anything. Like what we were saying earlier on, we just want to do nothing. But then there are times when other people can see that you're just saying that because you've just forgotten about the things that you enjoy because you're just so focused on trying to achieve things for other people. And that's why I was so focused on being like, no, like at least this Monday, go to Muay Thai. Or at least the Friday, go do your gym. Like people need to eat shit and breathe. Like you can't block out all your time. I mean, you can't just allocate all your time to work and not do any of that stuff. 
I think it was something that I got ingrained and sucked into, and I guess, the environment of the of the work. And it's just unfortunate because it's not just me that felt that way. There were so many people that felt the same way. And I think, you know, you, you're trying to achieve something at work, whether it's performance or whatever it is, and you just, those are the things that you just get sucked out of or you're just so tunnel vision in your job and you just totally disregard everything else that's around you. And I think we need multiple people or different ways to pull us back into reality as to, hey, this is something that's really important to you. Yeah. So do I get the trophy for best wife? (laughs) (laughs) You're on your own next time. (laughs) But let's end on some good notes. So Throughout all these challenges, ever going ebbs and flows, which is natural in life, like I said, even though my goal is to find my happiness or be happy or my goal is like whatever it is that finds that being that happy place, there is always going to be the struggles and the challenges that bring you to that place. So another thing that we were talking with Rachel with, which is a graphic designer that I studied with back in the days and she has some really good outlooks in life which is why I really enjoyed talking to her we were just talking about how when we look at our own lens there's like nothing that we truly feel and be like oh yeah I did this or I'm great at this or like I'm awesome we're always like on oh, no, that person's journey or experience is so much better or way more interesting there's so much to share and she just brought this really great perspective, which we'll have a listen now and let's see what she has to say. So why do we think that when we have to apply this thought to ourselves, why do we struggle to tell ourselves that we have an interesting story or an inspiring story, but it's so easy to encourage other people? Oh, I think that's a very deep question. Yeah, it is. <laughs> that's why. So this oh. is my my best guess at it. I think it... Um, like sport or watching a TV show, it's always easy to spectate because you're not being judged. It's very easy to look at other people's life and go, oh, you know, you have an exciting life or it's very easy to comment. But then it's very hard when when you look at your own life because you've only had your pair of eyes your whole life. I heard it's like it's like seeing your own child grow. You don't really see them change, but other people who haven't seen your child in a while go, oh, you've grown so much, etc. So I feel like maybe in your journey, it's very hard because you've only ever seen your perspective, you've not seen other people's perspective. So it's very easy to comment on other people and go, oh, you know, you've had such a great journey, but mine's very boring. But the reverse is true for them. It's like, no, I've had a boring journey. You're the one that's interesting. Yeah, so is it called humbling? I don't know, an eye-opening words and encouraging words from her to hear that she, as a graphic designer, found that my journey was interesting and very eye-opening and just good to and it's not looking up to but it's just like a very interesting journey to follow where dude I'm just like a nomad going nowhere just like a fly bouncing into walls and just trying whatever until I get my way out and it's just a, a heartwarming thing to hear from someone else like a peer or a friend just to hear that perspective and it just reminds you that Everyone has their own journeys, but it all never looks the same and it doesn't need to look the same. And even if it's different, everyone has a journey worthy listening to. So yeah, I really love that conversation. But another humbling word she mentioned in the episode was just that titles isn't everything, which we have spoken about before too. And it is true. When you start to think about death and time on earth and all that kind of stuff, it really does humble you and bring you back to 
what really matters. So let's have a listen to this part that she shares. You know, it's so flashy to say, oh, I'm not just a graphic designer. I'm a creative director for Vogue or whatever, right? But at the end of the day, I don't think anyone has a tombstone that says, here lies Rachel Lee. <laughs> you know, designer extraordinaire of Vogue is like, no, this is Rachel. This is when she was born. This is when she died. Yeah. Status, I, I feel like status is only important when there's other people around. Like if you, like if you do a thought experiment, if you're the only person in the world, who cares what you are? Yeah, so as morbid as it is talking about death and thinking about death, but it really is so humbling when you just think about it that way. Why, why are we so worried about all these things when in the end, we're all going to die, we're going to leave this earth, and everything that we leave behind, is not we're not going to take with us anyway. So why are we worrying and stressing over such small things in this bigger scale or grand scheme of things? Yeah, and she does make an important comment about status or social status, about, you know, employment and roles and things like that. And this is someone that's a doctor, Dr. Lee, because she's got her PhDs. Not doctors and like a medical doctor, yeah. but she's got a PhD. She's got a PhD. <laughs> so it's, it's cool to know, you know, from a humbling perspective, this is her thoughts about it. Mm. So it's, it's really good. And another segment of Rachel's uh, episode was the fact of her mentor actually providing her advice. And this advice, it really hits hard to me because I've always tried to apply this to myself over, I guess, my career growth and my journey. But sometimes, and over time, you forget. I definitely forgot about this. So I'm just going to play the section that really resonates with me and we'll come back to this. I'll echo what my uni supervisor said, which is have fun. Like at the end of the day, you're going to die. Make sure you have fun along your way. And yeah, like life is serious. Sure, you have to work to put food on the table, but money isn't everything. Don't live to work, work to live. Yeah, and I think this is the reason why it's great to, I don't know if other people do this, but for us, we listen back to the episodes because we truly do seek these guests as our greater learning. Like it is to share to other people, but it definitely teaches us a lot too. And listening back to these episodes, it reminds us of things that we may have forgotten or things that we've spoken about that we really want to achieve, but we may have lost it along the way. And this was definitely one of them. You just got to have fun. Just enjoy your time because fusing with all what other people have said, like Hal and Brendan, time is short and you just have to go to make a choice and move forward and have fun while you're doing it and no regrets. Hashtag no yeah. regrets. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Or YOLO. But exactly right. And I just think that part of our journey, a part of our experiences, we just lose sight of, of track and, and mind of what's truly going on in our lives. And it's not our fault at times because it's just, you know, this is life. You know, we, we're trying to figure ourselves out. Yeah. So that's exactly what we did. We reflected. It was a bit of a heavy one. It was it probably wasn't all the highlights and, you know, the best parts of our life, but that's what we like to do. We pick apart the, what we call weaknesses, not the shitty times, not the bad times. It's just the weaknesses or challenges that we've had and how can we do better? By learning from other people, that's how we can gain knowledge and see how we can move forward. So that's exactly what we did. And hopefully there are some parts that can help you with your 2024 and whatever journey or challenges or milestones that you're wanting to achieve. So we are here to say that we're wishing you all a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Next year will definitely be a big bang. 
A big bang. Big bang. And usually we'd like to say some things that we're hoping for and wishing for. Podcast is definitely something that we'd always wish to continue to grow, continue to share and connect with other people around. But in terms of our personal life, for me, I don't know if I want to put anything on this list yet because everything is quite up in the air for me at the moment. So it's just like seeing how it go, but definitely would love to find a better direction in my career. Next year, I hope, really hope to get out of this limbo mode, this stagnant, this I don't know why I'm going mode, which I've been stuck in for the last few years. So however that happens, I am all for it. Yeah, and I'm similar to, to you. Uh, for me, my focus for next year is really peeling it back. I've just used a lot of energy, a lot of time on my career. I just want my time back and that work-life balance back. Literally, you can't have your time back, but you well, can spend your time wisely. Spend my time <laughs> wisely. And I think cherishing those moments with the people that you truly value. And I think I've really neglected that this year. Just time with my fam, time with you, time with friends and peers and actually enjoying the things that I actually really do enjoy. Mm. I think that's really going to be my focus for 24. But in terms of career, yeah, likewise, I'm just going to take it Take it easy. Actually, no, I do have one thing on the list. I really want to go to Tomorrowland, like us. One last rave. I don't know why it's one last, but rave at in Europe and go to travel to Europe. So that's so a goal. What, one more. Yeah. But yeah, that's a goal. If we can get there, that'd be amazing. Find the things that make you happy and yeah. go for it. So if there's anything that you'd like to share with us or learnings or journeys or challenges that you've experienced this year and you can resonate or just want to share with us we would love to hear it our dms are always open and slide into the dms guys and likewise have a, a lovely christmas and a happy new year and we'll see you back when our new season starts that's right once again thanks for joining us and we'll see you in the next one forever grateful heart 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 bye Thank you so much for joining us and tuning in to this episode. If you're loving this podcast, please hit the follow or subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening to. Ding, ding. It would mean the world to us if you could give us a star rating and feedback so we can continue to improve on bringing better content to you. Yeah, yeah. If you found this episode helpful in any way or you know someone who'd need this, please share it with them as we're all about helping each other out. Don't forget we love listening to your ideas too. So make sure you share any topics that you'd like us to cover or questions you might have to our Instagram with the handle Ask the Joy Podcast. Slide it into our DMs, baby. Bigger, bigger. You can stay in the loop of all the behind the scenes or the release of our new episodes there too. All right, that's it for now. And we'll see you back here for our next episode. Bye. Bye.